Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC Global Podcast. This is our take on government contracting and small business success with interviews from top experts and the people that make the industry move. I'm here with Doug Constable and Kevin Kelly of Inspirity. They are an HR outsourcing firm, otherwise known as a PEO. And they'll tell you a little bit about this. I know at every point in our kind of growth, we had heard from firms like this. There were there were some issues early on in using firms like this that I think have been worked out over the last few decade or so. When we first looked into it, it wasn't something that we were that we were comfortable with, but it is something that a lot of firms use now in the government space. And so I thought it was a great idea when Kevin talked to me about coming through and having them teach our listeners what this model looks like, why it might be useful, particularly to firms as they're growing. And even in the middle market and in our kind of space, 150 and more employees, why that might be a a useful model. So, Kevin, Doug, can you tell me a little bit about Inspirity and what you guys do? Yeah, Lauren, first of all, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. We've been looking forward to this. So uh, just to kind of touch base, give you a little bit of background. Uh, It is Insperity. We are an HR outsourcing company. We deal a lot in the government contracting space. And I would say a couple of the main reasons why is uh, the first one is some cost containment Mm -hmm. around your medical and health. You know, when as you're you know, many companies out there in the contracting space are starting really small, you know, maybe five people. And all of a sudden, you know, they win a contract and they have to scale to 25 people. Now, how are they going to do that and still continue doing the things that they're, they're, uh, you know, comfortable in doing? So, you know, when you go to, let's say, and you're going to get benefits for your new employees and you go to market with a 20 person company, you know, your pricing is not going to be very, cost effective, let's say. Yep. But if you use Insperity, let's say, uh, you're going to market with around 300,000 people on your lives and on the policies. Right. So just the the sheer buying power, you're able to leverage our size and strength through United Healthcare to be able to offer basically Fortune 500 benefits at a significantly reduced cost. So that's one, just one of the many features. Not to mention, you know, today with all of the COVID uh, mm-hmm. stuff that's been going on over the last few months, HR has kind of been brought to the forefront. You know, yep. People having furloughs, layoffs, things like that. How do you go about that? How do you bring them back now that everybody's coming back to work? So just having everything within your organization buttoned up from a HR and, you know, federal and state compliance aspect of it is is really huge this especially right now during this time. Yeah, no, the compliance the the amount of work we do on compliance, the amount of work frankly that we've done on COVID and all of the different benefits that come along with it and all of the different requirements that come along with it, you know, then we add OCONUS versus CONUS stuff to the mix and and it's it's hard. So you guys being expert on it certainly makes a whole lot of sense. One of the things, uh, and I know we've talked about this a little bit when the, the first time we talked, one of the things that we looked at when we first looked at using this model as, a, as an option, excuse me, was security clearances and the ability to hold security clearances. 
I think you guys have worked that out a little bit better now. At the time it was, oh no, if, if you need security clearances, we're kind of toast. That's not the case anymore, right? Yeah, Lauren, that, that is actually not the case. Um, the clearances sit with the client company and Sperity has uh, actually worked to um, actually have documentation that you know we do not require a facility clearance. Um, mm-hmm. we, we do not access or see any of the uh, cleared or, or secret data that, that would mm-hmm. be handled by your employees. So, you know, and, and that side of it, you know, we are looked at as, as simply a service provider and, and we are not required to, to have have the facility clearance and, and we don't impact your clearances for your people and to work on contracts that require those clearances. That was that was definitely something that changed over the years. I think there was there was a real problem with that maybe 12, 15 years ago. Uh, but it sounds like you guys kind of worked through the, the legal issues there of holding clearances. So that's that's great news for particularly who are and we we couldn't offer health insurance when we were that small because we just we couldn't get it um, forget at any at any price point we really couldn't get it and so obviously this was well before uh, some of the healthcare changes that that happened over the last 15 years but but that's something that is critical to small businesses who are growing and particularly those growing quickly that health insurance is huge but also the HR piece uh, and you guys talked a little bit about that as well and not having to know the compliance of all of the HR rules that you guys kind of handle that and help with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Lauren, we've got over 34 years in this industry. So I would consider Insperity experts at, mm-hmm. at what we do right now. Mm-hmm. And just think of it as a smaller business uh, that is, you know, maybe got a product that they've been working on. And now all of a sudden they're thrust into being an employer. You know, not knowing uh, all of the critical issues that come up as part of being an employer, it's great to have that service team behind you that is proactive, making sure that everything that you do is compliant with federal and state. You know, also from that aspect, being able to hire people from out of state. You know, if you're going to hire people from three or four different states with us, that's it's a very seamless, very easy process. If you're doing that on your own, you're going to have to figure out, you know, every state is different and some of the things that they ask for. And that can be so time consuming when you could be focusing on the things that you love to do, which is, you know, your product and getting that out to the market. Absolutely. I I will tell you from the, the fact that we have had people in different states since our founding, knowing each state law and each intricacy of the states, particularly in the Ninth Circuit, anywhere on the West Coast, becomes really, really difficult. So and that's, that's a huge benefit to small companies. So how, what is the model? How does it work? Yeah, so you know, the, the model for a PEO or a professional employer organization, we work on a concept called co-employment. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is it enables the company to really shed a lot of the liability that they would have as the employer. Um, mm-hmm. Insperity assumes a lot of the, the risk. The, the way it really works is that you know, the employees are, are actually paid on Insperity's tax ID number. And so that by doing that, it, it makes Insperity responsible for all of the payroll taxes. We're responsible for all of the EEO and, and labor department 
liability. We're responsible for all of the the benefit compliance. From the company's perspective, the company is still responsible for all of the uh, hiring and firing, the the day-to-day direction and control of the employees, what they're going to do, where they're going to do it, what they're going to make. All of the business operations stays with the company, and Sparity does not get involved in any of that process or any of those decisions. But because of that co-employment relationship, we are able to assume much of of the liabilities that a company has as it relates to being an employer. And, and that, that model, uh, you know, we pioneered it. As Kevin said, we've been in business for about 34 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at this point, there's almost 900 PEOs in, in the country. So it's been you know, very widely accepted. And I think a lot of concerns uh, government contractors have is, well, you know, whose employees are they, right? If, if I'm part of your group, then, you know, does that mean that I'm affiliated and I have to count all of your employees, yeah. right? Will it affect my status as a, an 8A or a service-disabled mm-hmm. veteran-owned company and things like that? I think this was one of the issues going back to the clearance question, too. But the SBA has addressed it in their rules of affiliation, and they specifically state that when you work with a PEO and, and have this co-employment relationship, you are not deemed to be affiliated. So we are not affiliated companies. Right. For Yes. So, you know, the employees that you have, you count as yours when you're applying for any of those statuses and when you're bidding on contracts and, you know, your size definition is defined by your employees and you don't have to count any of our employees in that relationship. So it, you know, the government really understands how this works and separates us. You know, they, they really view us as a service provider as opposed to an employer from a contract perspective. That makes a lot of sense. So the employees, because I was actually thinking through that, wait a second, if they're your employees, they're not my employees. Can I get a smaller size status based on the fact that these these guys don't work for me? But they they do. They They co-employees, they're still, you know, my employees, but they're also your employees kind of for purposes just of managing the, the the benefits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, really the compliance piece of it. And you yeah. know what I always tell people is that whose employee it is depends on, you know, who's asking. Right. Right. So when you're bidding on a contract or you're applying to the SBA, those are your employees. Right. If if the IRS comes knocking on your door or the Department of Labor comes knocking at your door, they're insperity employees. And and that's not your problem. Right. So you get the best of both worlds that you don't have to deal with the bureaucracy and, and the compliance side of it. But you still, you know, your employees work for you. They have that small business environment and and you control all of the the day to day operations of the business. So I'm fascinated by the the ability to get rid of, for lack of a better term, some of the the liability here, um, particularly as it relates to kind of EEO compliance, as it relates to claims against the employer. How does that work if, say, you know, I have an employee who decides that, you know, they've been discriminated against and you guys aren't managing them? How does that work? So there's there's a couple of different ways. Um, You know, for one, we we have an HR team that supports our clients. So mm-hmm. just from the basic level, we are, are working with our clients every day and helping them to understand the things that they need to do to be compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the things that we can't control, right? You're, you're right. You're there managing the day-to-day interactions with the employees. Right. So, you know, we can help and, and we help all of our clients to 
make your workplace you know, a, a good environment, right? To have a great culture. Um, and and sure. we, we help companies do that. And that's the first way to prevent it, right? If you treat your employees well and you have a really strong culture, yep. uh, people are less likely to sue. Sure. Um, you know, but unfortunately, we, we do live in a very litigious society. Right? And um, yes. even, you know, even with all of our best efforts, um, we can still have these issues. And there's, there's a couple of things that we do. You know, first of all, um, it's very we are a, a four billion dollar company. We're traded on the New York Stock Exchange. So, you know, attorney that your employee would hire is going to look at the companies and say, oh, not only are we going to sue client company A, we're definitely going to sue the deep pockets of Insperity. Right. So we are automatically going to be involved in that with you. We, we do provide an EPLI policy to all of our clients, which is employer practices, liability insurance. And, and that would cover you for an actual claim for you know discrimination, harassment, um, wrongful termination, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. But we, we actually have a department, a whole that you know works on those things. So if if we are going to be sued, then you know, we're going to be right there with you, and and our team is going to get involved and help you navigate that situation. Right. And in doing that, you know, we we deal with this. We actually keep statistics because it's you know it's important to us and it's important to our clients. And not to bore you with with a lot of numbers, but we had 838 EEO claims against you know our clients. Mm-hmm. 91% of those, and this is last year, 91% of those we resolved without any cost to our client. Wow. Um, for the ones that we did have to settle, the, the average settlement was about $9,800. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, you know, even if even if it something has gone wrong and we do have to settle, it's significant. And 79% reduction in the original demand is what we average. So, you know, we we do this every day. Um, you know, this, this average is out to about 16 cases a week. So mm-hmm. we understand it. You know, we're we we're involved, you know, at every level of it. And we stand shoulder to shoulder with our clients to to resolve these situations at you know minimal to no cost. That's amazing. So so it's not that you have full liability for these. It, obviously, the your client, the firm like mine, if they do something wrong, they're the ones paying out the claim. Under their Correct. EPLI and whatever. So again, with that kind of co-employer relationship, they're the ones on the hook for it, but you're the ones supporting them throughout and making sure they've got the right counsel, they've got the right backing there, they're doing the right things up front to make sure training is done correctly. So that when somebody says, Well, I got harassed, well, we have all of this training ready to go, done. So, you know, we've done everything we can to mitigate it or or what have you. That kind of stuff you guys are doing to make sure the employer is as protected as possible and then manage the the claim after the fact as much as possible. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the the other important thing to note there is, you know, even with these when we do settle, you know, at this ninety eight hundred dollar amount that we average, that's done without you getting an attorney. You know, that's insperity handling that case. So you don't have that additional, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars that you would typically have to pay to an attorney. Right. Um, you know, we're we're already doing this with you and for you. So there there's no additional cost other than, you know, if there is a settlement. Right. So in terms of costs for the services, I, I'm sure that you guys have statistics of kind of how cost effective this is at the smaller levels and even at the larger levels around having your own HR department, around all of that stuff. Obviously, in government contracting, like in most 
industry, certainly, but pricing is king, right? We, our ability to price effectively with our overhead and GNA dollars staying as low or as kind of efficient as possible is going to drive our ability to get new business. So comparatively to building your own, how do you guys compare? Significantly cheaper. You know, the model itself lends itself to being cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have HR teams regionally that support our clients. So you're getting access to an HR specialist. We have a training specialist. We have a safety specialist. You have a dedicated payroll person. We have a, a trainer on staff. So you know, this team is is your your team. You work with the same people all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're supporting multiple clients. So it's a shared resource. So, you know, you're not paying all of those individual salaries or even one individual salary. You're you're sharing those resources amongst the team. So, you know, it's typically going to be significantly less than trying to go out and and build that HR infrastructure yourself. Uh, And and you're going to have access to, you know, functional experts in every single area of HR. So, you know, this when we talked about, you know, an EEO claim, well, you know, for an HR generalist that you know is a few years in the industry and you know getting you know working towards certification and gaining experience you know that's not the person that's going to be able to guide you through sure. that, that claim sure. so there's there's going to be additional costs they're not going to be the person that can help with all of the training they might be great at recruiting but they're not good on the day-to-day compliance or you know helping to build the culture so you know to go out and find the expertise at the level that you would get from a company like insperity would be very very costly right um, right right no that makes that makes a whole lot of particularly for the small firms but what struck me when i talked to you guys in the first place you know i had heard about this this model when we were small and there were a number of firms that we knew of that took advantage of that model when they were small but it's not just for small firms either it's it it is for the firms our size and much bigger that that utilize you as well absolutely absolutely we you know we're the only peo at least that we know of um, that that has a, a dedicated middle market division mm-hmm. so you know we have it's different role teams it's different hr teams it's it's dedicated folks that work with fewer accounts you know and mm-hmm. our, when you're working with the smaller accounts our our specialists might have you know between 30 and 80 accounts depending on the size right. with our middle market teams they have between you know 5 and 8 accounts that they work with so they're much more um, dedicated resources they're used to working with the larger accounts and understand the the challenges that, that that those businesses are facing, which are different than a, than a small emerging company. Right. So, you know, it's it's just a, a decision that we made to, to focus on those middle market companies. And one of the other things that we've done in that space is, um, you know, based on the, the way that we analyze risk, we're, we're typically able to offer a two-year medical agreement where we can lock the pricing in for two years. So, you know, when you talk about trying to, um, you know, keep your rates low and, you know, not have these wild swings, you know, that's one of the ways that we do that, especially in the government contracting world, is give you very predictable costs year over year that in the, in the real world, in the, you know, with the broker world of, of medical benefits, mm-hmm. that's the least predictable cost that you probably have as an employer. And, right. And it's no, prone. <laughs> prone to wild swings, right? Yeah. So we bring a lot of cost stability just because of the way that we manage the benefits and and because of our scale and how we that, can contain those costs. That makes a whole lot of sense. So what are the other concerns that, you know, when you're talking to people, because I know you talk to people all the time about this model and it's going to come out wrong, but 
it's a weird model, right? It's not a typical kind of when you're building your own business, you don't think about this co-employment concept. So it, it's something you have to kind of explain to people and make sure that they really understand. What other concerns? I know our biggest concern when we were looking at this 15 years ago was the, the security clearances. And at the time, at least what we understood was there was no way around that. Sounds like there's a way around that now. What other stoppers are there and what do you talk to people about when they're concerned about doing this? I, I would say the number one thing, you know, when you're talking about small businesses, you know, what is on the forefront of their mind? It's typically cost. Yeah. You know, what's what's this going to cost me? And, uh, you know, what we try to do is anytime you're bringing on change like this, something that's a little bit maybe what they consider out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's a little bit cautious, especially during these times. But what we try to relay to them is that what this is, is truly an investment in your company and in your people. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to help these businesses run better, grow faster and make more money. But, it, you know, there is an investment part of it. But if you were to just go hire a single HR person that is SHRM certified, you know, and you take that into consideration, what we're offering is typically significantly less. And with that, you know, you you would get one person versus, you know, five to seven people on your HR team, each with a specialization that you'll be able to lean on, you know, in different times, depending on your needs. So once we kind of break that down into a cause, you know, we how we do this is, you know, we figure out uh, and calculate each person's actual labor burden. And that's from their salary to their workers' comp costs to their benefits costs, you know, all lumped into one. What is this employee truly costing you per day, per employee? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we're very transparent with that pricing. Uh, we're proud of what we do. I mean, we've got thousands of customers out there that we've seen grow from five to 500. And just being able to leave that compliance, the benefits, the payroll, you know, just having that HR infrastructure in place for them has been invaluable. And I always like to say, you know, if net, if if uh, we can work with Netflix, we can work with anybody. So they started sure. out with us and look at them today. So, sure. you know, from that aspect of it, I would just say the cost is typically the only thing that's holding it back. Because when we go through this, people kind of like lean back in their chair and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is great. What's it going to cost me? <laughs> the idea of yeah. not handling HR issues. I, yes. I mean, you're, you're still managing your people. You're still, some of the hassles of the day-to-day of, of, of running are still clearly, I mean, somebody's doing their work. It's not you guys that jump in, unfortunately, and say, hey, you know, Joe, I need, I need you to, to do your work a little bit better. But you do handle a lot of the hassles that as an owner, as a you know CEO, uh, a lot of the hassles that you run are the hassles that take a lot of my time up. So I, I, I see the benefit to that for sure. So healthcare obviously is one of them. Kind of risk and compliance is another. Are there other offer are there other kind of pieces of this that you guys are doing? Outside of the the healthcare and benefits package, I assume that means everything in the benefits package. So, kind of the the entire slate of benefits, 401k and 
we now have pet insurance, which was a remarkable thing that everyone really loved, but not something that we had ever thought of before. But, you know, all of those benefits, I, I assume that you have the option of providing those at competitive cost. Yeah, absolutely. You brought you brought up the 401k. That is something that we offer. And, you know, kind of once again, you're able to leverage our size and strength when it comes to that and the buying power. We manage that. 401k. So, you know, a lot of those costs to the middleman get cut out. So, you know, it's more cost effective. So Mm -hmm. that that is a big piece of it. Uh, Another thing I did want to bring up, you know, for the government contracting part of it is, you know, sometimes when you're filling out this paperwork, you know, we know there's a lot of it that, uh, you know, if you are able to put on there that uh, you work with Insperity, uh, yeah. A lot of times we've had some clients tell us that they feel like that that has helped them get the contract in the aspect of, you know, people know that from an employee standpoint, things are handled compliance. They know that they're in great hands and not going to have those headaches of trying to scale, learn compliance, do all these things as a small business when it's already in place. Right. So we've heard uh, definitely some of those. And then as far as the bidding goes, you know, when you're working up your bids, you know, how can you be more precise? Are you guessing on certain costs or are you really, truly, if you knew that the exact cost per employee per day, how would that affect your bids? Would you be able to really, you know, know your profit margin going in instead of just guessing? That's a big yeah. deal. It's a yeah. big deal. That, and that's something that we offer to you. Yeah, no, I I can see the I can absolutely see the benefit to it, and and particularly again on on the cost side on I I can see the bid and proposal portion of it turning around and saying, hey look, you don't have to worry about compliance. We're a five person business, but we have the compliance of a you know Fortune fifty company because we've got we've got this behind us. We don't we aren't paying for it. We aren't covering it. And we don't have, I, I don't have to have, an, you know, not just an HR generalist, but every possible specialty of HR, we've got it available to us. So I, I can absolutely see that being kind of a win theme in a proposal, I, particularly at the small business status when, you know, when you're competing against other firms who don't necessarily comply, who don't even know what it is to comply with that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, think about it, you know, how important your reputation is in this business yeah. that, you know, if you have some claims that go against you and you have some compliance things that, you know, that went against you, mm. you know, it could affect, it could definitely adversely affect your opportunities, you know, down the line. That's something we don't want. We want you to keep growing, making more money. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So, I mean, this is it is a different model than a lot of firms that that we talk to, uh, but we have talked to quite a few firms that are using the model to great success. And I, you know, I, I know people have asked about this this model, and so I'm really glad to have you guys on to talk about it and really under make sure our listeners understand what the model looks like, why that might be a good model for them particularly from the small size as they grow and doing it from the outset really does make sense. And then, and then consistent pricing really does help as well when we're, when you're trying to figure out what your pricing model should be for, you know, a contract when you're going from five people to 30 people, that's, that's really hard to know what, 
what your back office is going to need to look like. And you guys kind of provide that easily and without having to, to hire all the people behind it. So it, it's a great model. It's a really interesting concept. Uh, and I'm glad that our listeners were able to, to understand it. Do you have anything more that you want to say before? I, I do want to make sure they know how to get in touch with, with you guys, but also if there's any other kind of thoughts that you have that they, that you think they should hear before we end. I would say the one thing that I had down that I really wanted to, to bring to the forefront is mm-hmm. the scalability. Yeah. Uh, able to scale your businesses quickly, you know, up or down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have that infrastructure in place and you need to hire 25, 30 people, it's there. It's easy. It's seamless. It's simple. It it just sets the tone for the new employee, you know, on their first day working with the company. It sets the tone that, hey, this is a really professional company that is looking out for them, that has their best interest at heart and does things the right way. Also, that, you know, from you know, as you're thinking about benefits, insurance, things like that, a typical company, you get an invoice for the month, let's say for the the benefits and health. So you pay that in full typically for the month ahead. Right. So as you think about a company scaling, let's say they're scaling down, they finished a project. uh, Now they're scaling down 10 to 15 people next month. Well, with Insperity, it is a per employee per day charge. So the day that they are, you know, relieved of their duty, so to speak, they're not paying any more. Whereas uh, typically with, you know, a brokered benefit package, you're typically paying ahead of time. Yep. So there's a lot of money involved with, you know, if you let somebody go uh, in the middle of the month, let's say yep. 10 people, now you're paying for 10 people half the month. So there's a lot to be said for that empl- per employee per day fee. Sure. And and the idea of scaling up and down daily as necessary makes a whole lot of sense. You know, when, when COVID hit, a lot of firms did take a, a downturn and probably didn't need their entire back office. That for for somebody like us, we're we've got a tail for a long time. I'm not firing people kind of as we spin up, as we spin down. I try not to hire people until we really need them, and then we try not to fire people even when we don't necessarily need them right then. And so for you guys to be able to manage that uptick and that downtick, it certainly keeps prices and profitability much more consistent and also doesn't overtax your employees. You know, when when we've got when we've got a new contract, we just did a bunch of new contracts in September. When we've got a new contract, our HR staff is going crazy for a month right? Trying to onboard people, trying to recruit them, trying to get them on all of the benefits and all that kind of stuff. You guys, I assume it's not, you know, you've got the ability to to kind of tap into other teams as necessary and spread that burden out so that it's not overwhelming to anyone where you can't do that as a small business. Absolutely. You, you hit it right on the head. And, you know, one, some, one thing you brought up is for those companies that do have an HR team in place, Yep. We're not we're not there to replace them. We know they're they're super valuable. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing we want to do, because we really believe in HR and the people and organizations. So what we do is we just try to help them. We try to make their job easier because a lot of times, you know, they're they're wanting to do different kind of projects or 
different things to maybe create more a better culture in the company, things like that. But if they're constantly, you know, in reactive mode, doing things that, you know, is just kind of meaningless tasks, let's say, and they're not able to, you know, really put their fingerprint on the people part of the business. Sure. That's what we're there for. We want to help and, you know, alleviate some of that burden off of those HR staff so that they're able to do some of these projects that they've been probably wanting to do for several years. I know many of those projects. Yes, that makes a whole lot of sense. So how do people get to you if they if if they're convinced that this is something that will help them scale? What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Yeah. So my name is Kevin Kelly and I'm here in the Tampa area. I work for Insperity and the best number. I'll give you my cell phone number directly is 314-443-5386. And my email address is kevin.kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, at insperity.com. Great. All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. I think this is incredibly useful for our listeners. And hopefully you guys will be getting a bunch of calls from them uh, as they learn how to grow their business in the in the government contracting space and now need your help to, to grow it quickly and, and efficiently. So thank you both. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate it. And congratulations to you on your success. Thank you.